0: Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Pastor Abraham Chabuse here. We are streaming uh, as Believers Bible Church on our I Believe YouTube channel. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I hope you'll enjoy uh, this time of fellowship online with us. Uh, What we are going to do, we are just going to briefly share the word. I am going to read the book of Romans chapter 12, verse three. Romans 12, verse three to six. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, And the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith. Let's pray. Father in the precious name of Jesus Christ we come before you humbly as your children this Wednesday evening or is it night we just want to thank you for being with us we thank you for your presence in this room here but also for your presence in the houses of the people who are joining us or their vehicles or their offices, wherever they are joining us from, Father, we thank you that your presence is with them. Father, thank you for keeping us safe up to this point, up to this far. Thank you so much in the name of Jesus. May you speak to us through your word. May the words I say today be pleasing to you first and foremost. And secondly, may these words be pleasing to those who are listening. May these words bring the aha moment to those who are listening. May these words that we speak today usher breakthrough in the lives of those who are listening today and those who listen whenever they'll have an opportunity to to find this video online, in the name of Jesus, may there be power in this word. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for baking this word. May this be your word, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. I humble and I decrease in your presence, and allow Christ to increase right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Amen. Hallelujah. Right. So our subject uh, this morning really has to do with uh, the following it has to do with somebody who says I have done all to stand it has to do with somebody who has the desire who has the edge he just wants to stand up it's uh, this subject that today has to do with somebody who says I seem to be missed by opportunities. I seem to miss my moment. When the time for me comes for be uh, for me to rise up, to stand up, I tend to miss the moment. Even on days whereby I think they are specially designed and ordained by God for me to finally stand, somehow I tend to miss my opportunity. So this word or the subject of today is designed for that type of a person. Somebody who says, actually, I think I don't have the grace to stand up. I think there's not sufficient grace for me to stand up. What else can I do to tap into the grace of God? So I need to stand. I need help. So our subject this evening is help me to stand. This message really is inspired by the word coming from the book of John, uh, John chapter 5 uh, when it was the one of the uh, feast of the Jews, Jesus went to a certain area where there were five porches and he found a man who has been invalid for 38 years and this man really because of time in that place he was really wounded and affected by time you know we could talk a lot about this man but today the focus is not really on that the focus is more on the fact that this man after 38 years he could not really stand up he could not really rise up from his situation he had the desire to stand up but he says Every time I try to stand up, somebody overtakes me. And there are those people who are listening to me or those who will be listening to me another day, whereby they say, every time an opportunity is granted to me, somebody tends to overtake me. Somebody tends to take my opportunity. People are taking away what belongs to me. The enemy, the devil, is taking away what belongs to me. I just can't stand. I need help. So I'm talking to that uh, type of person. So I have five points for you uh, this evening, just five points to help you stand, because the title says, help me stand. So I have five key points for you that will help you to stand, hallelujah, and glory to God. So five things to help you stand. Number one, if you're writing notes, get a weight. I'm using this phrase as is. It might not maybe make sense to you grammatically, but it is deliberate. Number one is get a word. Why a word? For you to be able to stand up, you need a specific word. You don't need many words, you just need a word from Jesus Christ and glory to God. Why you need a word? The word of God is the grace and the faith you require to stand up for you to be able to rise up from the situation that's holding you down. For you to finally rise up before you are overtaken by the enemy or anyone, you need a word designed specifically for your situation. So it is that word that say, that way you feel, aha, this one is for me. Aha, today God spoke to me. You need a word just like that because a a word from God will give you the grace and the faith to stand up. In other words, without a word, you might not be able to stand up. And you might not have enough or sufficient faith to stand up. So before anything else, before anything else, get the word of God into your system. It's very important because as you get the word into your system, you will get a word in that process. Why I'm saying all these things? Because everything in this life is sustained by the word of his power. Everything we see and those created and those we don't see, all of them are dependent on the grace of the word of God, they are sustained by the word of God. For example, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17 says, Jesus Christ, He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. That's Colossians chapter 1, 17. In other words, Jesus Christ is the word. In the beginning, there was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, and therefore. The word brings grace and truth. In other words, Jesus Christ brings grace and truth in your life and glory to God. Therefore, standing up requires commitment to do what the word reveals. So once a word has been spoken over your life, once a word has been released upon your life, you need to commit to do what the spoken word has said or promised. You need to act it out, but to act it out requires faith, but faith comes by the word of God. But you need to commit and glory to God. I wish if we had time, I will go through the... uh, I'll take you through Mark 4, for example, to show you when the word is planted that our hearts... in different conditions and we receive the word uh, in different ways and it grows in different ways. Some people will get 30% uh, results of the word and others 60% results and others even 100% results. So you need to commit so that you can get 100% results of the word at any given time. right? Glory to God. So that's number one. Get a word. So be in the habit of looking out for the weight, look for a weight, look for a weight. Whether it is in scripture, make it a habit to read scriptures. Make it a habit to read a chapter a day in the Bible. If you can, make it two chapters in a day. As you do that, there will always be a word that stands out for you, that speaks to your situation in that particular time. So make it a habit, and then it's not too late to join us. I think we are reading Luke uh, chapter 17 today. It's not too late. Join and read with us. We are reading a chapter per day and we are at Luke chapter 17 read with us and then we are aiming to finish uh, the new testament uh, this year a chapter a day amen and amen and glory to god number 2 understand and know yourself it is very very important it is imperative it is critical to know yourself why no one will know you better than yourself only you knows you better. Why am I saying that? Because only only you live with you. Everybody else knows a proportion of who you are. So outside God, nobody knows you better than yourself. So it is critical to know yourself and to be honest with what you discover about yourself, right? Your, Your evaluation of self is more critical than anyone's. So, therefore, develop a capacity for healthy self-knowledge because from it you derive a healthy uh, self-esteem. Self-esteem is very, very important. Hallelujah. So, why I'm saying this? You have to remember the scripture that we uh, read here. I just don't have a Bible close by now, but let me make a plan. When you read verse 3 of uh, Romans chapter 12, verse uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, rather, sorry. It says, by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Let's hold it right there. You, you, you need to understand and know yourself, right? So in the process of doing that, you'll discover or you'll come to the realization that you have to have a, a healthy self-esteem. And having a self-esteem, it means you need to be confident. Confidence is important. uh, Confidence is key, really. You need to think, now listen to this, you need to think highly of yourself, but not more highly. I think the scripture that's showing on your screen, you'll see we have it highlighted there, more highly. You can't think more highly, you need to think highly, but not more than what you are supposed to. So there's a, there's a threshold. So you need to think highly, but not beyond highly. So you get the point, not more highly, but you need to think highly of yourself in a healthy manner in other words. In other words, you can also look down on yourself. That's not biblical. But also thinking too highly of yourself, it's not biblical. You need to have healthy doses of self esteem. Hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus, for that. In other words, you need to regulate your thoughts about yourself. And how do you regulate your thoughts about yourself? You must get into the word. Going back to point number one, get a word. So you must regulate your thoughts by the word. Measure your esteem, measure your confidence by the word. Regulate yourself by the word of God and glory to Jesus. So it's very, very important. So you get this framework about your self-esteem, about your confidence from scripture. Your identity and self-worth comes from Jesus Christ after all, and the word of his grace. So it's very, very important, Muzalwane, fellow believer, where you are, to really define yourself according to the word, Define yourself according to what Jesus sees in you. In other words, you'll have to forget what people say about you. You see, people have a tendency to puff you up, to tell you, misleading things about you and you end up thinking too highly of yourself but others have a tendency of pulling you down and you think negatively about yourself either way people might end up giving you a distorted view of who you are but a correct view of who you are you will always get it from the word of God and that is why I'm saying get to understand and to know yourself according to scriptures and glory to God. Number three you must understand the measure of faith in your life. You have to understand that there is a measure of faith in your life. Let's continue reading here. Go, uh, Romans 12, uh, verse three. It says, "By the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith." Can you see that? each according to the measure of faith. So this is not a group assignment, this is not a group thing, this is not a church thing, this is an individual thing. After all, I came alone to Christ and you came alone to Christ. So you have to understand that from time to time, you have to understand that your relationship with Jesus is at an individual basis and not a group basis. So what the Lord does for me does not necessarily mean he will do for you. Because some of you, you try to increase your faith based on what God has done for others, but you don't know the type of relationship they have with God. So it is an individual thing. Hallelujah and glory to God. So you must understand that we are all given a measure of faith. But what I love, this measure of faith can be developed, of course. And this measure of faith comes from God, as God has assigned to us. So we have to really understand that. So uh, what am I trying to say this evening, the measure of faith that you need to understand that it comes from God and it is also the work of the Holy Spirit and it is the faith of Christ. It means my faith must be the faith of Jesus Christ. In other words, I can't have a faith that is different from the one I see in Scripture. So whatever I believe or whatever I have faith in must be based on Scriptures. So if it's not in Scripture, it's not necessarily of faith and glory to God because there is nothing new under the sun. And therefore, for you to develop capacity to have more faith, you need to spend more time at the feet of Christ Jesus in prayer and meditation. Shall I repeat that? You need to spend more time in prayer and meditation. Prayer and meditation. That way you will know the measure of faith deposited in your life. You will never know the measure of faith deposited in your life by God by spending too much time with me or any other Christian but with Jesus Christ. That's critical, that's important. Spend more time at the feet of Jesus. But I'm not saying don't fellowship with other people. Don't spend, spend time with the pastor, spend time with uh, the believers, spend time with family, but make sure you have quality time with the Lord Jesus Christ and also meditate on the word at, on a daily basis. Right, that way you'll get to know the measure that has been given to you. So faith does not operate outside the purposes of God for your life. So You need to also understand that. It is a measure of faith given to you, but this faith operates between the parameters of the papers of God for your life. In other words, the parameters of the will of God, the parameters of the word of God. Faith is regulated by the word and the papers of God. Faith gets to be regulated to if you did not know. So you you don't just go crazy and out of order with belief that is not scriptural. It has to be governed by scriptures because if you don't do that, you're going to disappoint yourself. You're going to believe in things that God does not agree with and they're not going to happen in your life. It must be in line with the will and the purpose of God. So understand that there's a measure of faith in your life and develop capacity. That faith in Jesus' name, amen. In other words, what I just said, you can do all things according to the proportion of faith given to you by the Holy Spirit. You let's repeat properly you can do all things according to the proportion of faith given to you by the Holy Spirit, it has to be given by the Holy Spirit. And then it is a proportion, it is a measure, but praise God that we can all develop capacity and we can increase that proportion the more we spend time in the Word, the more we spend time with Jesus, it tends to increase and increase and increase. That is why some people will have more and others less, even though he loves all of us, but it is our responsibility to cultivate our faith in Christ Jesus and glory to God. Now, you have to understand, uh, that's number four, sorry. You have to understand that uh, the gifts given to you by grace. In other words, the gift and the ability you have, they are given to you by the grace of God. For me to be able to speak uh, this evening, it is not because I am a good speaker. It is not because I'm articulate. It's not because I work hard or it's not because uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm not trying. It is a gift from God. And only me can talk in this manner. Only me can present in this manner. Only me can preach in this manner because it is a gift from God. And other people are able to talk in a different way because it is a gift from God. It's all different. God gives us different gifts as people, but at the end of the day, it is the work of grace and glory to God. Amen. So grace puts us in a position to know the will and the purpose of God. In other words, outside grace, will never know the will and the purpose of God. We need the grace of God so that we can know the will and the purpose of God. And this goes hand in glove with faith. Hallelujah. So grace helps us to receive what was promised. So you know that there's a promise for you, for example, as we are talking about, help me to stand up. So the grace of God will help you to receive a word that has been spoken over your life regarding a situation and then you are able to stand up. So without the grace, indeed, you'll never be able to stand up. You need the word that comes with the grace so that you are able to rise up from any situation and glory to God. Let's read verse 6 of Romans chapter 12. Just a few more minutes to go, then we are done. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them, right? Can you see that? Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. We have this gift, uh, right, that are given to us, but they are, they are different according to the grace of God. So let us use them. So all of us who have different gifts, The encouragement this evening as point number four, use the gift that has been given to you according to the grace of God, not the gift of the next person. Myself as a good example, I love singing. I love uh, playing piano and instrument. Guess what? I don't have the grace to play instrument or to sing. So what do I have to do? Let me use my gift of the gap, like what I'm doing, to talk. That's a gift. So let me use that one according to the measure of faith and according to the grace given to me. And so wherever you are, use your gift accordingly. If your gift is with numbers, do something that is related to numbers, maybe accountancy, maybe mathematics. Well, I don't know, I don't know what it is. If you have a gift, maybe in the arts, use your gift in the arts. And all these things, they are designed to bring God the glory at the end of the day because they are all important, these gifts. And those who have the gift of prophecy, prophesy, use the gift. You must prophesy because people are waiting for a word from the Lord. Amen. And glory to God. But the point is, God gives us gifts according to his grace. It is the work of grace that you have certain abilities and others don't have. So don't think you are more special than others. It's a matter of the grace of God. Amen and glory to God. So you can stand in accordance to the grace given to you. So develop capacity for more grace by getting into the word and prayer. And then one thing I want to emphasize this evening or rather uh, today is that as part of you developing capacity for grace, be in a habit of giving. Most people want to have grace, want to operate in any forms of give, but they don't give. And yes, you must give your money, but beyond your money, share your talent with others. If you are good with numbers, help those who can't work with numbers. Teach them how to work with numbers. That's called giving. If you have a skill, share it with others, because when others are benefiting, it's called giving. So don't be stingy with the gift that God has given you. If you know how to play a keyboard, for example, play in the church, for example, or play in a primary school for children or wherever as a blessing to other people, give freely. Freely you have received, freely give. I can't be selling these messages, for example. I have to freely give you the sermons. And glory to God, I hope you hear what I'm trying to say. We all have to learn to give because giving operates with grace. Give us experience more grace. Give us experience greater grace. So you'll never have the grace to do certain things in life when you are in a habit of not sharing. So be in the habit of giving for you to experience more grace. You want to stand up, be a giver. Grab any opportunity to give, whether it's money, resources, skills, talents, whatever. Just give freely. You don't have to be paid every time for your skills and abilities. Because I know people just want to be paid for everything. Sometimes just give it freely. As you do that, you'll begin to get more grace. Amen. For example, what I'm doing, I'm talking. I can can put together a presentation that I can sell. Or I can do what I'm doing and freely give a message to people who are hungry to hear something. That's called giving. What I'm doing right now, I'm giving what God has given to me. And in the process of doing this, I'm going to experience more grace in my life. And you'll be going like, why is he prospering? What does he do? It's because... I give my time, I give my resources, I give my talents, I give my abilities. So do the same if you want to stand up. You want to get out of poverty? Be a giver. Give whatever you have, and glory to God and thank you, Jesus, for that. And as you do that, give into ch- to churches that you belong to. Give and, give and give and give and give and give. I can't overemphasize that. Anyway, in the interest of time, let me do the last point. Pursue what God, sorry, pursue what you perceive uh, it's the purpose of God in your life. In other words, when you perceive that this particular thing is the purpose of God in my life, pursue it. Don't even waste time. So, what I'm saying here, you need to start right away. You want to stand up, you need to stand up right away. Why? It does not have to be perfect for you to stand up. Because some of you, you want to wait for the conditions to be perfect. You want to be polished before you stand up. Let me use myself as an example once more again. When we started the live streaming, we started using a phone. For example, my iPhone, we had no microphone, we had no art, we had no art. And today, the production has improved. We have a camera, we have several microphones. But the point is, we had to start at some point. When we started the ministry, it was the same. We had to start where the people, not necessarily so, but we had to start. And today, the rest is history. You, you got to start where you are. When we started, where we articulate, no. Am I articulate now? I'm not sure. But the point is, you got to start. But as you start, you'll begin to refine, you know, and make things better along the way. You look at anybody who has achieved anything great, you'll begin to realize they started where they are with whatever they had. You have heard stories of people starting businesses in garages and today they're millionaires, or rather billionaires, why? They got to start in garages. Hallelujah and glory to God. As we are using YouTube, the people who founded the company that runs YouTube, for example, they started this while they were students doing their PhDs. They did not wait until they graduated with their PhDs. They started, as soon as they realized this is an idea, they started their company at Google And today we are using it to spread the word of God, but they got to start at some point. And I don't think it was fancy when they started. So all of us must learn to start now and you refine along the way. And glory to God. Then that's what I'm doing. You can't criticize me and judge me based on yesterday's message or on today's message because the next one will get better. The production in, uh, on Sunday will get better and we have to refine as we go. But the point is you got to start. Let me repeat, you got to to start most people don't rise up because they don't start you always you have the plan in your mind but you just you just have to start start let me tell you by the way even with sermons and teachings you just have to start and open your mouth you can have it written down and everywhere until you open your mouth that sermon is not going to be preached you have to start it hallelujah now You have to look at uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8a. A, in other words, is the first part of it, okay? Uh, You can look at the second part of it, it's important, but my emphasis really is on the first part of it. The end of a thing is better than the end. Sorry, than the beginning, rather. So the end of a matter is better than the beginning thereof. Why I chose this verse is just to tell you It's not how we start, that matters. It's how we finish. So the sooner you start, the more you gain experience. The more you delay, the more you are delaying uh, your experience. So the sooner you start, the more you get experience, and with experience comes greatness. And the sooner you realize whether you are called for that or not, and you're able to change things as you go along the way, but the sooner you start, it helps you to get more experience. And the people with more experience are the ones who tend to do well in life. Amen. And glory to God. So, what do I say here? I have to say to you, Bazalwane, really, in closing. Avoid this thing, this situation. I, I, I'm talking about you got to start, right? where you are with what you have. Avoid seeking validation, especially here in Africa. We are so obsessed in getting validation from people. But I'm here to say, seeking validation from people, they will mislead you like I said in the beginning already. They will discourage you sometimes. But rather if you believe it is the right thing for you to do, just do it and then if you mess it up, Stand up once more again and try again something else. But the point is, try and start and don't go around seeking validation because you'll never get the validation you are looking for. The validation you are looking for is in the wait. The validation you are looking for is from Jesus Christ. And therefore, validation from people normally introduces delays. And therefore, you'll never stand up and glory to God like the man by the pool of Bethesda. He was looking for somebody to come and validate him and help him to get into the pool and that is why he was stuck for 38 years. But anyway, he got away and he was told to rise up and he did rise up eventually and he got out of the situation. And a certainty you require And the assurance that you require as a child of God is found in the Word of God. It's found in the Bible. It is found in Jesus Christ. So all you need to do is to spend more time with Christ Jesus. He will validate you. And that's all the validation you need. Let me tell you something. If I was going to go with the validations of people, I can tell you now, I won't be preaching today. I won't be sharing the Word of God. I can tell you now. I had to believe it myself. And do it myself. And now I get messages and I'm told, you're doing better, you're doing well, don't give up. But that's what I'm getting. But the same people who are encouraging me at some point, they did not encourage me, they discouraged me. Because you get to start. And as you go along the way, people will begin to see, oh, he's actually capable. Remember, you know yourself better than anyone else. You know the measure of faith that has been deposited. You know the grace of God upon your life. You know it, everything is within you. Let's rise up wherever we are that, so that we can pray. So I just want to encourage you wherever you are that you can rise up from whatever situation. You can stand up for yourself. You can become somebody of significance. All of us must be significant people. You don't have to wait until somebody tells you that you are significant. You are significant. God created you with a specific purpose, with a specific desire. He wanted you to become something of significant. He did not just bring you here to make up the numbers, but it was for a specific purpose. And I'm asking you, stand up in the name of Jesus. You have it within you. There's already a deposit of faith in you. There's already a measure of grace in you. All you have to do is to cultivate this. It's, all you have to do is to grow this. And well done to listening to me up to this point. That's part of cultivating your faith. That's part of uh, cultivating the grace. That's part of develop, developing your self-esteem because today you got a word that says you have it in you. You can be a person of significance. You can start that business. You can run that business. You have the abilities to run it. You can finish that degree. You have the ability to be a, a accepted by any institution. It's you 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 have it. You have it in the name of Jesus Christ. And the sickness that has been troubling you, it can be taken away by the Lord Jesus Christ. You are healed in the name of Jesus. It's all within you you. The power of life and death, it is in your tongue after all. Be in the habit of speaking great things about yourself, but in a healthy manner, in Jesus' name, Let's pray now.